listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Guys, we just deleted a whole bunch of fun stuff because Zach is learning about microphones in school and so he had to test our microphone situation and learn all about it just to leave off of like yep we're good let's leave it out what yeah how productive was that it was fun I mean it was fun that you were even looking into it and honestly please feel free to bring your expertise as we continue with this podcast because lord knows I am working on no expertise whatsoever a couple things first of all um i certainly do not have any level of expertise second when we first started doing this i think we did all of the um all of the groundwork that we needed to do to record our voices on this microphone we're doing fine it's it's pretty basic it ain't broke yeah yeah we're not yeah i mean if there's a switch on this microphone that gets like more listeners that we haven't found yet uh that might be stuck on oh, the, the listener bottom switch i see we should switch it to that you had it on zero this I'm whole sorry, time i'm sorry unreal uh just kidding okay it's my turn it's zach's turn to study guys yes. and we did something fun this week in which zach said hey you have to give me a topic and i said I am exhausted and overwhelmed and having a bit of a day, so I don't want to. And he jokingly assigned himself a topic. Well, I immediately, you were like, do whatever you want. And I said, all right, fine, I'm doing gummy bears. It totally Uh is a joke. Just said it immediately. And then then um, you fell asleep and I said, okay, I'm going to go study for gummy bears. (laughs) So yeah, so this is a fun insight into our process in which Zach picked his own topic and has studied already, but we love the the studying music so much that we're going to play it for you. And then, uh, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, and this might be a short episode, so let's play that studying music for like eleven minutes, oh, just really? so it looks beefier. You know, well, when people first download why? it. Why? Turns out, gummy bears are not as involved as one might think. No, I was just kidding. I mean, knowing me, I will make this much longer than it needs to be. But uh, <laughs> no, it was very cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't wait to hear it. All right. So let's get into that sweet, sweet study music, and then get into gummy bears. We were just discussing how hungry Katie is, and we decided that we're going to make dinner after this, but don't worry, she assured me that she ate some almonds, so she's feeling fine for now. But now we're going to talk about a food. That's not going to help. That's true. Um, All right, so let's make it snappy. Okay, gummy bears, right? Yep, That's what we're doing. Gummy bears are very near and dear to my heart. Zach loves candy. Quite literally, they're clogging my arteries. Yeah, they they're are. They're stuck to the inside of my aortas. Uh-huh. Well, just whole bears. Aortas. Um, you only have one. So, yeah, that's what you think. Have you heard of a man named Hans Riegel from Bonn, Germany? Definitely not. Well, you probably have in a way. Uh, so if you take this guy's name, Hans Riegel from Bonn, Germany... Forget the oh. Germany part. Oh, I just Take got the it. first two letters. I got where you H-A-N-S. 
H-A-R-I-B-O. This guy founded Haribo. Wow. Haribo, the gummy bear company. For Cute. those of you who don't know, um, you gotta eat Haribo gummy bears. I will attest to that. I am not a gummy bear connoisseur, as Zach definitely is. I'm not a candy connoisseur at all, but Zach Blasphemy. is. Blasphemy. And he, um, you know, so since being a couple, I've tried various types of gummy bears. Married, thank you. Yeah, but I mean, like, even before, you Oh, know, sure. During this whole there was a time before. endeavor. Um, Haribo gummy bears are great. They're the best. Yeah. Exactly. They are the only ones, in my opinion. Actually, there's one other brand that's really good. Yeah, we can you're talk right. about them at the end. Okay, if we have time. If we have time. <laughs> uh, after all, this is a gummy bear episode, not a Haribo episode. But uh, I will just tell you up front: this is a Haribo episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, in 1920, this guy Hans Riegel from Bonn, Germany, he was working as a uh, confectioner, which can mean a couple different things. Sounds like candy maker. It does sound like candy maker, but it is also a broader term that could encompass um, people who make pastries, people who work in a... I mean, if it was a bakery, I'm sure you would just say baker worked in a bakery, Mm. but uh, that's also like under the umbrella of confectionery. Okay. Anyway, um, he was probably making candy, right? Mm -hmm. Especially because he left that job to start his own candy company. Great. So, yeah, probably candy. Uh, Either way... He decided to go into business for himself and his wife, who um, delivered their products on her bicycle. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, he decided to go in business for himself, selling hard candies. Now, people love candy, right? They do, especially you. Especially me, but lots of people. Yeah. Um, But business, entrepreneurship, these things can be difficult. Oh, yeah. Do we agree? Oh, definitely. Listeners, do we Shark agree? i Tank, and so have the listeners. They all agree. Yeah, so you can hit some hard times. They didn't hit the hardest times, but hard candies were selling, right? But it wasn't exactly a thriving company, Haribo. Probably there's a lot of hard candies out there, so it's a it's a saturated market. Especially in Europe in the 20s. That's that, all there is, is hard candy. That was the heyday of hard That's candies. all anyone has is hard candies. So that's when, in 1922, mm-hmm. Hans Riegel of Bonn, Germany, mm-hmm. decided that he needed to hit his customer base with a new kind of treat. Forget this hard stuff, breaks your teeth. Break your teeth, yeah. It's not that delicious. Yeah. Um, he said, what do, I, what do I do? What do I do? Let's give him something <laughs> soft. That's a quote. Uh, apparently, he... Um, this is kind of a weird thing, but <laughs> okay. uh, trained bears were like a popular thing in uh, among like the festival circuit in Europe in the 20s. Okay. And probably outside of the 20s as well. Weird yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, they'd have trained bears who would, you know, you've seen, I don't know, cartoons or videos where yeah. it's like they like wear a hat and a vest and they're like riding a bike or they're just like bopping a ball around or, I don't know, rocking yeah. side to side, and they call it dancing. Wow, I never really thought about that being real, but you're right. Oh, it was very real. Aw, poor bears. Yeah. Uh, so real, in fact, that Hans Riegel was like, let's make a candy about these bears. Oh, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I was like, are the bears going to test the candy? <laughs> I see it, I see it, okay. Yeah, so they're like a kind of, um, I don't know if you'd call them a cultural... 
icon, iconography maybe. They're just something that are out there that people recognize as circus bears. They're a thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he thought that these bear-shaped treats would delight children and adults because adults like candy too. And they liked those bears, I bet. Yeah, everybody loved the bears. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So you love candy, you love bears, you put two and two together, and you have a um, very successful product. Yep. He did something a little uh, different with his candy. So first of all, he was, like we said, making hard candies, and he wanted to transition into a soft candy. Mm-hmm. So Regal used gum Arabic uh, in his original recipe, which is gum Arabic. I'm sure you've seen that ingredient listed on packages. It's still used all the time. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, sap from the acacia tree. Oh, yeah, um, I don't. I, I didn't really get too deep into that, but that's what gum arabic is, and that is where the name gummy bear comes from. Like the gum, literal gum mm-hmm. in the in the ingredients, and then shaped like a bear. It, that's the important part. Yeah, because if they weren't shaped like a bear, people would wonder why they were called gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh-huh. Uh, now. I never really thought about this, but these weren't the first gummy treats out there in the world. Okay. So, can you think of any other... Any, like... Gummy worms. Gummy... I mean, gummy's generous. No, no. Not like that, but like... (laughs) Not modern day offerings (laughs) by the Haribo company. No, like, what else out there could you maybe think of that would be a precursor, call it, to what is the gummy bear? (laughs) Like pudding? No, <laughs> not no, not oh, pudding. Um, like licorice. Uh, close. You're getting closer. Actually, licorice didn't even come up, but there must have been soft licorice like this before. Um, the two things that I saw cited mm-hmm. were uh, Turkish delight. Oh, we've had which, that. Yes, we've had Turkish yes. delight, and right, that's sort of gummy 100%. and like definitely old, if much you older than the 1920s. Bear out of that, it's very close to a gummy bear. Yes, it's very close mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, but also when you drill down on it, very different, right? Especially if you use a drill, it's not that hard. <laughs> and then the other thing were Japanese rice candies, which I'm not familiar with, but either way. Like mochi? Um, that's probably that's probably a form of it. Yeah, I would think, think so. Think about mochi, that's like a gummy bear. Or Definitely. A Turkish, de- Turkish delight. But whether we're talking about uh Turkish delight or uh, these Japanese rice candies, or even licorice. Mm-hmm. These things are all, uh, they're all starch-based, right? They're all either cornstarch or rice flour. Okay. Um, things like that. So, yes, they are soft, they're chewy, they have a fruity flavor, but they, they it's a different texture. I mean, yeah. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of softer, right? Like Definitely softer. Yeah, Definitely, softer. um... It's not as bouncy. Yeah, how do you describe it? Yeah, not as rubbery. Uh-huh. It's more. Uh, it's more just. Ch- it's I don't know. It's weird. I wanted to say just chewy, but it's like no gummy bears are for sure chewier than. They're chewier. These yeah, they're bouncier, chewier. This is like a softer version. You can easily the way when you take a bite of a gummy bear, usually it takes some like force. You have you to tug on tear it. Tear it. Yeah. Yeah. Turkish, Turkish delight. delight you, you just bite right through. Mochi yes. too. You just exactly. Bite right yeah. Even though they do have a little bit of like bounce mm-hmm. chew to them, you yeah you bite right through like you like you would. Um, I guess like a soft licorice, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not that far off. Mm, so good. So in my studies, 
mm-hmm. which I must say I enjoyed more than any other studying I've ever done. Oh, did you really? Well, yeah, because it's about gummy bears. Yeah, um, cute. I mean, I guess I was thinking uh, school studying, not necessarily studying oh. for this podcast, but yeah. this is up there. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, I read an article on bonapetit.com. Love Bon Appetit. The article was titled, A Brief History of Gummy Bears. Oh, perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. I'm pretty sure if you Google gummy bear history, it's the first thing that comes up, so knock yourself out. Nice. Great article. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it points out that, you know, we're talking Turkish Delight and these Japanese candies, but even before that, cooking fruit with sugar used to be a very necessary way to preserve fruit when mm. fruit was limited to a season. Yeah. Or, you know, if you got, you, you just needed it to last, like not only because that's the only fruit you have, but also maybe that's the only food you have. Mm. Um, so cooking fruit with sugar was a very common thing, common way to preserve the fruit, a.k.a. preserves. <laughs> preserves. And jelly. Mm-hmm. So one could argue that gummy bears or gummy candies in general even get its start there, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a very deep, deep, um, you know, ancestor. Yeah. Uh, then that same article states that so remember uh regal the guy who started haribo mm-hmm. he uh he started the company in 1920 mm-hmm. i believe i think the so hard that. candy he yeah. made the soft candy in 1922 um but before that you had wine gums which are you familiar with the british candy yes i've seen them i don't know if i've ever had them they're like a um uh, sort of a gum gumdrop esque, you know. They're shaped like fruits almost, but they're okay. like gumdrop uh, texture ish. Yeah. Um, and then also there were gumdrops and chuckles, which are like a brand of gumdrops. Yeah. A gumdrops sort candy. Wow, I um, didn't know chuckles are so old. Yeah. So all of these actually predate the gummy bear, but despite their names, they are either starch based or. Uh, pectin based. They didn't actually oh. use gum Arabic that gave Regal's bears that certain bite. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, because also, I mean, keep in mind, gum, chewing gum existed before mm-hmm. this too. So I think anything that you chewed might just naturally get the name like gum, gummy right. sort of thing. Yeah. But his if bears. If you're wondering about gum, go listen to our gum episode. That's right. Yeah, we did an episode about chewing gum. Mm-hmm. Um, good call. Yep. Uh, but he was actually, like we said, using the gum Arabic, and that's where he got the name mm-hmm. Gummy Bears. Uh, so Hans Regal, mm-hmm. he's selling these bears around town, modeled after the circus bears. Mm-hmm. And they actually are modeled after real bears. They aren't the same <laughs> shape and size as we know today. Oh they aren't bear-sized, <laughs> but they were um, a little more uh, anatomically correct they yeah. were like thinner and taller, kind of like uh, what a bear would be if it's in yeah. a circus. You know, like I don't know if you've seen those bears. They are a smaller bear than like what you picture in nature, where it's like this big, fat, lumbering thing. They're yeah. like pretty slender when they stand upright. But gummy bears are like teddy bears. They don't look like bears. Yeah, they're nowadays. a lot more squat. Yeah. How um, are they making the bears? Do you know? Did he have a mold, or was he like shaping them? No, I'm, I'm sure it was as simple as a mold. Cool. Yeah. But molds are impressive back then. You can't just 3D print them out and wham, bam, there's your bear. <laughs> right? No, you're right. Uh, I don't know. I never really thought about it. You probably just pay in, I guess, what you would call an artist to make the first one. And then after that, you can make molds off of that first yeah. mold, right? Maybe it's made out of tin. Yeah, it's probably something like that. And then you can just like cast 
um, iron know. into it to make, you know, just repeat that as many times as you want. That's probably how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he, he his bears become popular, but they, like I said, weren't, weren't the bears that we know today. They were a lot bigger. Like mm-hmm. I take it that <laughs> maybe like you would eat one. <laughs> like I, I didn't yeah. see the size necessarily, but I think they were closer to like probably like three inches tall, uh-huh. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I could be wrong. They might have been, you know, relatively the same size as the modern gummy bear. But everywhere I saw it said that they were like much bigger than what we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gnaw away at one bear for the afternoon. Yeah, it was kind of like day. a candy bar versus like a Hershey's Kiss. It's like you eat a candy bar, but like you eat... But you eat 20 Hershey's 30 Kisses, Hershey's. Right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and now actually at this time, they were made with the gum Arabic... But he uh, eventually switched them. This is later down the road, but it switched them to being made with gelatin. So mm. beware, vegans. They mm-hmm. aren't vegan. Oh. Um, so those gum Arabic bears, the original ones, were even softer than what we have today. Mm. Uh, I would guess maybe not as rubbery as the ones we have today, especially Haribo's, which are unique among gummy bears. Like They are a lot uh, tougher. Mm-hmm. Than than others. Yeah, um, I wonder if they still make any gummy bears out of gum arabic, and it would be vegan. Um, I mean, for sure, there are absolutely vegan gummy bears available out there. Mm. Um, there may even be others that aren't purposefully vegan. That are, you know, just like 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 I just said, Haribo's really are different than other gummy bears. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're just like generic uh i don't know gummy bear that you get at the dollar store or something like maybe those are actually um not gelatin based maybe they are gum arabic based i don't know um we'll look into it that's probably my job before we start recording no no i'll look it up and we'll post a photo or something if we find a vegan one say thanks Mm -hmm. prior to world war ii yes we're getting into wars now Mm -hmm. um the Haribo company had about 400 employees, right? They were popping off. Dang, that's yeah, a it, lot yeah, of employees. I guess that's, uh, yeah, quite a jump from where we started. But yes, it grew into like a very successful business. 400 company, employees. 400 employees, that's a big company today. They were making literally, literally tons of gummy bears every single day. Wow. Yes. Um, then, I'm not sure what the Regal family was getting into, but uh, the dad, Hans Regal, mm-hmm. I say the dad because he had sons, uh, Hans Regal, our founder, he died in 1945, and both of his sons were prisoners of the Allied forces. Okay, so maybe not such great guys. Um, Maybe. I don't know if they were in the military and they were POWs. I don't know if they were spies of some sort. I don't know... Either way, I well, truly have no idea. if they're prisoners of war in World War II and they're from Germany. Yeah, we they were not on the side of the good guys. Correct. <laughs> they're up to. Uh, but when they got out, uh-huh. they jumped right back into Haribo. <laughs> um, so oh, boy. Can you imagine being a POW like in World War II, like the deadliest war of all time, and you're just like sitting in your cell like, God, this gummy bear fortune is just <laughs> disappearing. we got to get out, man. Wow. I know. Crazy. Yes. And they did. They got out. They lived. And when the war ended and they were free, they uh, they went back to Haribo and found that the company had shrunk to a fraction of what it was. I mean, like, I think they went from, like, 400 employees to 30 over mm-hmm. the course of the war. Mm-hmm. Bad news, right? 
for them. Yep. For them. Mm-hmm. I mean, God only knows how many companies were destroyed in yeah. in just World War II. Totally. Um, I mean, that's I never really thought about that. But it actually may have been helpful to Haribo in a weird way. Maybe. Maybe not to. The war ends 1945, and uh, his two sons, Hans Jr. and Paul, they, <laughs> they, they step out and um, they take control of Haribo. Within five years, they grow the company to a thousand employees. Remember, Whoa. it was 400, then mm-hmm. it was like a couple dozen employees, and then within five years, they blew it up to a thousand employees. Wow. And had a rapidly growing fan base all throughout Europe. American soldiers brought the gummy bears back to the U.S. Then they were hungry for more. And I'm sure the same happened for (laughs) soldiers. Yeah, I'm sure the same happened for soldiers all over the world who were in Germany. Yeah. Um, So that's why I said, like, maybe this actually, you know, all of these soldiers converging in one spot, Germany, Mm -hmm. and like just trying these gummy bears while they were there. Perhaps that actually helped expand the uh, the desire for these treats that no one had ever had before in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep chugging along, and like they really, really grow over the next decade and a half until 1960. They're like, you know, they, they had a thousand employees in 1950, and they just continued to grow. 1960 is when they trademark their gold bear, which is what you get now. Like when you like Haribo gummy bears are called gold bears. They come in a gold bag. Yeah, they come in a gold bag. It says gold bears on them. Like, that's what they're called. But they're not gold-colored. No, they're not. I think it was just a marketing thing. Like, they package them in gold packaging just to look a little flashier. Yeah, and then in 1978 came the size change where I think they had shrunken down once already from the first ones that Hans Riegler regler made mm-hmm. um you know what that we said like looked a little more like real bears i think then when they got kind of mass produced they shrunk down to like a uh size closer to what we have today but then in 1978 they landed on like the same size and shape that we know today it's mm-hmm. just a little more uh like you said almost like a teddy bear like a little more like cartoony like their feet yeah. are a lot bigger their ears are a lot bigger that sort mm-hmm. of thing they mm-hmm. kind of just like they're cuter they're they are cuter um they're smaller they're chewier um and again, I find them to be the, just the, the bee's knees as far as gummy bears go. Yep. Yes, you do. Thoughts? I like them too, but I secretly think I like those other ones better. Right? Don't I like those I other don't, ones better? But, uh, oh, I do. You might. The other ones you're talking about is that brand Albanese, right? Yes, yeah. I think I just like their flavors more, and they're softer. These, this is true. They are, they're good. They're good. I'll give you that. Also, I'm not, like I said, a thing in the beginning, I think. I'm not a connoisseur of gummy bears. I don't know. But the few times I've had those, I'm like, wow, pineapple. Great. There's actually a pineapple Haribo, too. Oh. You picked one of the five flavors that Haribo has. Oh, what are the five flavors? Uh, Raspberry, lemon, pineapple, strawberry, and... um. I don't know. This lime? is off memory. I didn't actually look it up. Maybe it's lime. It is a green. No, the green one is strawberry. Sorry. Blueberry? Strawberry? No. Strawberry, lemon, pineapple, raspberry. Oh, and orange. Oh, Yeah, nice. those are the five. <laughs> he hasn't uh, memorized. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, word is that the version you get in Europe are better than the ones we have here. Really? Which I feel like people say for 
every candy yeah, and soft drink recently, and like snack food. We got that British chocolate at that candy store and she did the same thing where she's like, oh, well, it's English, so it's better. And I was like, okay. And I brought it home. We ate it. And I was like, this is better. You talking about like the Kit Kat? Yeah. See, I thought it was good, but it's like oh, no, I, I would definitely thought it was never better. notice a difference. If she didn't preface it with that, I don't think you would have been like, my God, this is the freshest, best Kit Kat I've ever had. I thought it was better. The chocolate that we got there that uh, I don't I don't even remember what we bought, but we got some chocolate that is not you mm-hmm. can't get in America, like except for specialty stores like this one that import all this stuff. It was really, really, really good. But yeah. I don't remember noticing such a huge difference in the Kit Kat, but she did talk it up. It was better. Well, we have to go there and see if she has any European uh, Haribos. Bears, yeah. yeah. Or oh, ask her to put an order in for us. Good idea. Let's do it. Oh, uh, by the 1980s, so Haribos been just crushing it. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Cranking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that all they made? At that time, I, I believe so. I'm not sure about... Because they make a lot more now, mm-hmm. um, but when you're like researching their history, you certainly don't hear about anything other than gummy bears up until more recently. Okay. It's kind of what they're known for, so I don't know if it's that or if they literally didn't have any other products. But by the 1980s, other brands caught on to like how popular gummy bears were becoming and just like, I don't know, hearing about gummy bears for the first time, they're just becoming a popular thing here, right? So they started producing their own. Because it's like you can't trademark a entire category of candy. Yeah. And they were its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that there wasn't a trademark on the bear shape. Yeah, but right? even if you do it on that bear shape, you could probably do a different, slightly different bear shape and you could still do it. I, I mean, unless the patent explicitly says bear shaped gummy candy. I mean, that doesn't seem too far reach for. I guess. Um, for the little I know about patents, it seems like that's narrow enough that it's like, yes, other companies cannot make bear-shaped things. I mean, they sued um, – Haribo sued, I think, uh, one of the chocolate companies. Hershey. No. Nestle. No. Coca-Cola. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember which. But anyway, because they were selling like an Easter bear wrapped in gold foil. And they were like, no, that's too close to like our branding. We, we uh. are the gold bears. And they won that lawsuit. Interesting. So like given that, it's like, how are other brands allowed to make gummy bears? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they did. Definitely did. Jelly Belly. Uh, you know that company? Uh. I don't, I've never known how to say this. Trolley, trolley. Oh, it's yeah. like troll trolley. with an eye on the end. Yeah. Um, in like the early '80s, they started to produce a ton of gummy bears, gummy worms, sour gummy bears, all that oh, stuff. Yeah, they make gummy worms. Yeah, and then off of that, Haribo was like, okay, all these U.S. companies are selling a s ton of gummy bears. We need to <laughs> open up some U.S. facilities. So they did oh. in Baltimore in 1982. They oh. moved over here, and they they are still there. They've been there since. Nice. And since then, it's been a wild, open gummy bear market. Cool. Gold bears reign supreme in this family, despite what you may think about <laughs> Albanese. But uh, yeah, that's kind of like, it, that's since then, it's just like a, I don't know, as common as lollipops or chocolate bars. Like gummy bears are just a completely new category that yeah. were invented by this one guy and really spawned an entire, like more than just gummy bears the entire category of gummy candies because as we know that's expanded way beyond just bears now like you Mm -hmm. said with the worms and 
peaches and like there's a million things. If you go to one of those candy stores that sells by the pound or whatever, I feel like they're going to have at least 10 different little plastic bins where you can dig out some gummy something. For sure. Even going to like a Rite Aid, they're going to have three different brands of gummy bears plus gummy worms plus probably like little gummy like Super Mario (laughs) characters, you know. Remember those sharks, those blue sharks? You could get a gummy shark. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. Also, Zach introduced me early on in our relationship to chocolate covered gummy bears oh my gosh those are good you would think like what unnecessary but they're really good they are i haven't had one of those in probably that day i introduced you to them (laughs) which i don't even remember i doubt it but i I don't think i don't think you're mistaking me for someone else no Um, you love them i should mention that haribo offers and we kind of did already but way more than just gummy bears now yes Mm -hmm. they have uh, gummy peach rings. They have gummy cherries. They have gummy mm. cola bottles. They have gummy uh, letters of the alphabet. Frogs. Like there's a, I don't know, probably twenty varieties. Wow. But do you want to know the strangest one? Yeah, totally. And this feels like one of those things that if more people knew about this, it would everyone would know about it because I'm going to tell everyone now. Okay. So they have a product called, um, in German. Quote, A, like capital letter A, uh-huh. dot, 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 Orin, which translates in English to A, uh-huh. like capital A, yeah. dot, 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 with ears, end quote. Okay. So why the blank in the middle? Why the yeah. dot, dot, dot? Because it is literally a gummy butt, like B-U-T-T, <laughs> yeah. A-S-S, a butt? a butt with ears on it. What? Yes. So, like, the candy is called, uh, like, suggestive pause Uh with ears. But it's all butts with ears? It's a butt with ears on it. Oh, my gosh. Like a pink person's butt with, like, green ears on the side. What? This is just a candy they sell. (laughs) Made by Haribo. Unavailable on Amazon right now. So, I guess check back. Hopefully, they'll restock. Isn't that insane? Yes. This is the best. I'm so glad you did this whole episode just for this one anecdote. A butt with ears. Wow. Wait, but so they don't sell it in America? Uh, Definitely not in America, no. I I saw them on Amazon. They come in like a plastic tub, which you don't see in America. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. common elsewhere, but everything here comes in a bag. But they were out of stock? They were unavailable, correct. Unavailable. We've got to get our hands on those. That's amazing. Yeah. So I've got one last fact for you. Um, Great. And it's a very... This is this is just as basic as facts come. Nice. If you lined up every Haribo gold bear made in a year, they would circle the earth ten times. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I know it is a lot. they're tiny. Yeah. I can't remember. I think they make like... Oh, I'm forgetting now. I think it was like 100 million a day or something insane like that. Whoa. That's probably way high, right? I have no idea. I'm terrible at that stuff. That's a lot. That's, That's way too many. Yeah, but... But they, it was a lot. It was enough to wrap around the earth ten times. Wow. And that's like... Think about that. That means people are eating that much. That is insane. <laughs> that's kind of Yeah. That's what? probably too many, guys. Yeah. Everyone slow down your consumption. Yeah. I mean, I'm contributing to the I problem, know, you but speak not to that much. My gosh. If you lined up every gummy bear I ate all year, they wouldn't stretch across this room. It's true. True. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Cool. You know, for a 
cop-out episode on my part in which I just made you pick your own topic. I think this was great. Really? Yeah. Shake on it? Yeah, shake on it. All right, good job. Great. Good job to you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you are a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.